It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Uh, missing... morning welcome into the program happy wednesday to you and i uh, hope it's starting off well it's starting off cold it's chilly out there so make sure you bundle up it's going to be a frigid day but we'll take a a cold dry day any day right uh i was right the rain washed away most of the snow but a little bit more fell so there's a little uh decoration of snow out there we'll say but that's made some spots a little bit icy a little bit of black ice, so be careful about that while you are driving around. So this morning, we have a lot that we can discuss. Of course, that sad story uh, out of UMass Dartmouth, we can talk about that more if you want. I mean, generally, we don't really cover what is apparently a suicide. Uh, but in this case, it happened, you know, in public, and there was a search for this person. So... Just in case anybody was wondering why the news is, is reporting this, it's that's why. We had somebody who went missing, and then although they haven't officially stated that that's what it was, it, it appears to be that way. So we can discuss that. We can also talk about Mayor Mitchell's proposal to, in some ways, be stricter. Well, in a lot of ways, be stricter on the problem property landlords, but in other ways to offer them a path to some forgiveness as well. And as he called it, a carrot and stick approach. So the opportunity to, if you do get fined for violations for pro- for the problem property ordinance, after a year, those, you know, if you go a year without getting another violation, the violations you have get wiped away but also lowering the amount of violations the landlord needs to get in order to receive the maximum fine slash raising what the fines are. So it's really a combination, you know, the, the, the same move will, will result in both things happening. So the idea that it would be a $50 violation you know, you get a warning the first time, which I think is fair. You know, especially if you are a landlord. People use the term absentee landlord, and I will use that term for a lot of those who own these problem properties. But I would also say, uh, in some cases, you can call it a not present landlord, somebody who doesn't live on the property, somebody who is not there on a regular basis. So they might have a violation that they're unaware of because they didn't know that their tenants were dumping trash all over the yard or or not covering the, the trash barrel and letting 
animals rip it up and get it everywhere and the wind knock it over or whatever it could be. The landlord, the, the tenants not mowing the lawn like they're supposed to. So it, the city makes the landlord aware. The landlord says, I have no idea. They go, they talk to the tenant. The tenant says, you know, I'm sorry. Didn't realize things got away from me. They work it out. No need to, to find somebody for that. That's what the way that you want it to work. So I totally understand giving somebody a pass on the first one. And then they had up to 25 violations previously before the maximum penalty would kick in. Mayor Mitchell wants to lower that to seven. And then at that point, you would receive the maximum penalty of $300 for every time that you get fined for it. And you look at the grand scheme of things and you say, well, if they're charging $1,800 a unit for rent, what's the big deal about $300? Well, if those keep piling up, then the landlord is going to do something about it. And also, if you get to that point, you should have made a decision about how you're going to handle going forward with, you know, if it is the tenant's fault. I would tend to think that that number of violations, at that point, you have to blame the landlord because they've been made aware of the problem. It's cost them money. And they haven't addressed it with the tenant. And I get it. I know it's hard to kick someone out of a house and uh, to kick somebody out of a rental unit in Massachusetts. And it should be. But also, you have to have some middle ground there. And I, this, this is the thing that bothers me more than anything about, and, and I'm a renter and I've been a renter my whole life. My parents were renters most of my life. Certainly the entire time I lived at home with them. So believe me, I feel for for people who rent. And I think that it's a system that should work. But I also think that there's an arrogance amongst a lot of renters too. And a lack of responsibility on their part. That they think they can just go in there and treat a place however they want to and it's, it's not my place, it's the landlord's place, he's got to fix it, she's got to fix it. It's up to, it's up to them to do it. And that's not the case. You have responsibility. When you agree to lease that place from them, you have responsibility for certain aspects of it. And I don't, you know, it's... It's hard when you are a landlord that's trying to do the right thing, but you get somebody in there that just doesn't get it because you don't want to throw them out in the street. Especially if there's somebody who pays the rent, there's never an issue with that part of it, but they just don't take care of the property. I mentioned the story before, but you know, my longtime landlord realized that the landscaping was getting away from me. I can get out and mow the lawn. But I can't get out there and trim back all the bushes and, you know, I'll start it. And by the time I get to the rest of the, because we had bushes all around the property. By the time I get to all of them, it's time to go back and do the other ones. 
and I just didn't have a whole day to spend out there doing all of that. Or I'd start doing something, have to run inside, write a news story, then get involved in something else. So he said, hey, I'm retired. I'll come down twice a month and I'll go through everything and, you know, I'll take care of it. Or if, if you ever feel like it needs to get done and you can't do it, just call me. I'll come down. Now, my approach as a renter has always been bother the landlord as little as possible. You know, out of sight, out of mind, that means you're a good tenant. You don't have any problems. The check shows up on the first. Then you're the model tenant. They don't have to worry about you. They don't think about you. If they don't think about you, they don't think about raising your rent. If they don't think about you, they don't think about moving you out and putting somebody else in. If they don't think about you, that means you don't stress them out. So that's always been kind of my approach. And I had to learn, like, it's okay to say sometimes, I don't know about this. I don't know how to fix this. This does need to get upgraded. And I'm sure there are a lot of cases where there are tenants who are saying that to landlords and saying, we need you to come and take care of this problem and the landlord's ignoring it. Those are the type of landlords that Mayor Mitchell is looking to. come down on. I don't think he's looking if there's somebody who is having an issue with a tenant but doesn't want to turn them out on the street. I don't think he's looking to, to punish someone that's in that situation. I think he's looking at the people who live out of town, who never come to their, check out their properties, who really don't have a vested interest in what's going on outside of collecting the money. And are just looking for whoever's going to deliver that rent and, and doesn't care about the type of person that lives in, in their building. Or doesn't care about the building. And that's a problem. And, and as pointed out, it's something like 40% of the landlords have been fined for these things. Now again, you're going to be you're going to be fined for things sometimes because it just got away from you. We've all had that parking ticket because we weren't paying attention. It wasn't that we were intentionally trying to park somewhere where we shouldn't, but we weren't paying attention. We didn't see the sign, we didn't see the hydrant. We didn't realize there was a snow ban and we were parked on the wrong side. You, know, you make mistakes. Or you're not paying full attention. And I'm sure there are fines for that. But they're talking about dealing with these folks who have been perennial problems. Perennially. Racking up fines because they'd rather pay the fine than do the work that needs to get done. This problem is costing me $300 a month every time they come over and write me up for it. Well, that's better than paying $10,000 to fix the problem. For now, at least. But it sounds more, and from reading his words on this, it sounds more like the target here are the people who just don't care. 
the people who buy the property for collecting those rents every month and never provide more of a service as a landlord than just that rental unit. And there's responsibilities that come with it. Just like there's responsibilities for the renter, there's responsibilities for the owner as well. And you see all of these horror stories that happen from folks, especially, you know, I'm in some of the local rental groups so I can follow along with the the conversation that's happening, especially as we're talking about the potential for rent stabilization and all those things. And there just really is this pervasive attitude of that's the landlord's problem, not mine. Well, if you moved in to a unit where everything was taken care of and then when you move out, the unit is trashed, it's not the landlord's fault. That's you don't know how to take care of something that you are in charge of. And it's been recommended to me that, you know, you're a single guy. Your child has grown. You should go buy a a property that you can live in and have people rent and basically have other people that are paying your mortgage for you. Think about that. Think about that kind of an investment. You don't have to pay rent. You know, you still want to put that money away every month in case something happens, but you know that someone else is is taking care of that responsibility for you if, if necessary. Yeah, it sounds great until I'm, you know, in the third floor unit worrying about what everybody else is doing in the other two to this biggest investment I've ever made in my life. I don't know that I'm built for that. I don't know that I'm built for the stress that comes with being a landlord. And that, it's not just to say if I owned, you know, a, a, a triple decker in New Bedford that I would have those concerns. If I owned a $10 million property and I rented it out to Gerard Mayo, now that he's the Celtics, Celtics, Patriots, new head coach, and he's looking to upgrade his living conditions, he's like, I'm going to go rent your $10,000 mansion. I don't want to buy one because who knows how long my job will last but I want to rent you a $10 million mansion. I'd be worried the whole time. Here's a guy that has the money to fix anything that might go wrong, but I'd still be like, is he taking care of my property? If I rented it to my own brother, I'd be concerned. Is he taking care of my property? Because that's just the way that I am. I would stress about those things. We're talking about the landlords that don't care but don't even give those things a second thought. They just want to make sure that on the first, that money is there every month. They're the ones that need to have better scrutiny and better accountability. And so this process of trying to change the way the ordinance works would allow for that. And and it seems like Council President Naomi Carney is amenable to the idea of having this discussion and making a change if necessary. So here we have a couple of issues that the mayor has come out with here at the outset of the year, changing this and also changing the residency requirement. And we have, at least in terms of this problem property ordinance, we have Council President Carney 
suggesting that they can work with the administration on this. It's already feeling, and again, it's only feeling because the discussion hasn't happened yet, but it's feeling like there's more of a spirit of cooperation. So I'm excited about seeing how that goes forward with some of these ideas. And, and sure, you're not going to agree on everything. And yes, Mayor Mitchell's going to make some suggestions and, 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 and suggest changes to things or propose ideas that the city council is going to vote down. That's politics. That's, that's management of a city. That's how it runs. That's why you have a city council and a mayor. And out of those, even disagreements should foster discussion. It's beneficial if it's not combative. And we talked about that with then-Council President Morad last year, that you've got to be willing to work with the other side. And as she said at the beginning of the time that you know she, she came in as the council president, there's work to do on that relationship. And I think in this case, you've got a, a better relationship that might lead to better results. But we'll find out. It's only January. We've got a long, long way ahead of us for this year. Although, keep in mind, too, it's going to be the holidays again before you know it. Goes like that. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. Say, you know, when you look at a day like today where it's nice and cold, you think to yourself, I want to really have some good home-cooked comfort food. And maybe you're thinking about making something yourself, or maybe you're looking to get something that's already made. No matter what it is, they have it at the Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. You can head on down to the Butcher Shop and get yourself some nice, high-quality meats at a very affordable price, and you get the cut of meat that you want. It's not just like you're going in and picking out something that the butcher already wrapped and stuck out in the the freezer case or the, the refrigerator case. No. You can tell them exactly what you want. They will cut it for you and your family. And then also they can prepare it for you. They can season it. They can marinate it. They can get it ready for you to just throw on the grill when you get home or throw on the stove. And also they make things right there for you. So you can walk in and get things like their homemade casserole, their homemade rice pudding, goat, rabbit, all kinds of great food all ready to go right there. So you can go in and get a container, take it home or eat it for lunch at your desk, whatever it may be. Check out the Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. They have everything that you can need from steak to soccer balls and everything in between. And, of course, that beer and wine cellar as well. So check them out again, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. It's the Butcher Shop. Now it's time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Former President Trump campaigning in New Hampshire following an easy victory in the Iowa caucus. Trump spoke at a rally Tuesday night and didn't comment on Iowa's second place finisher, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, by name, saying, quote, we really got to get back to beating the Democrats and not wasting a lot of time. On the other candidates, he told supporters third-place finisher Nikki Haley now has to count on Democrats and liberals rather than Republicans in order to bring in votes. A group of Democratic senators are calling for a freeze on U.S. military aid to Israel. Nine Democrats and one Republican Tuesday voted to support a resolution by independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont that would have given the State Department 30 days to report human rights violations committed during Israel's war on the Palestinian militant group Hamas and to freeze military 
military aid if the State Department failed to meet the deadline. The Senate voted overwhelmingly to table the resolution. A New York Times poll last month showed a growing number of Democratic voters disapprove of President Biden's handling of the conflict in the Middle East. The Supreme Court is declining to hear a case about an Indiana high school's transgender bathroom policies. A lower court ruled students are allowed to use restrooms according to their gender identity. The Indiana School District has appealed the ruling. A number of lawsuits across the country have been filed by transgender students against school districts' bathroom policies. The students have argued policies restricting their access to bathrooms aligned with their gender identity violate the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause and Title IX. Health officials are warning that people who traveled through Virginia's Dulles International Airport and Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport might have been exposed to measles. A traveler with a confirmed case of measles was at the Dulles Airport's main terminal January 3rd, and then on January 4th, the traveler was at Reagan. Officials say anyone who traveled through the airports should be on alert for symptoms until January 25th. Half of American cities could lose up to a quarter of their populations by 2100 if current trends continue. Researchers at the University of Illinois Chicago looked at declining fertility rates and population migrations out of cities. Looking at U.S. Census data, they predicted that the U.S. population could start to decline by 2080. The most affected regions would be the Midwest and Northeast. And a full triceratops skeleton reconstruction is coming to the University of Colorado. The dino will be on display in the Sustainable Energy and Environment Community Building. It's a cast of various bones found in the 19th century that were later assembled into a complete skeleton. The Triceratops was a plant-eating dinosaur that lived in areas including what's now Colorado nearly 70 million years ago. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Celtics play the San Antonio Spurs 7.30 tonight at TD Garden and the Boston Bruins are home Thursday to play the Colorado Avalanche. Now we'll check your forecast with ABC6. Cold snap is underway. Good to be with you, everybody, on this Wednesday morning. Everything has frozen over. Be careful on the sidewalks, especially if they haven't been treated. There are sheets of ice out there. Temperatures this morning or the wind chill values around the single digits. Wind chills in the teens as we head into the afternoon hour with sunny skies overnight tonight. These wind chills head back to the single digits under clear skies. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devon for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
welcome back in. 508-996-0500. One of the greatest songs of all time. I don't care. I know I have friends that hate it, but nope, one of the best songs of all time. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Skeddy. How are you? I am okay. Um, gosh, I have to tell you, I've been babysitting in the mornings. My neighbor's um, babysitter got sick. So I've been going over babysitting, and then the mother comes eventually at a certain hour in the day, morning hours. And um, so I've been playing catch-up on the podcast. So um, I finally got to listen to the whole podcast Mondays. Um, I did hear some of Tuesdays, and now, you know, I got to get through the first two hours. The third hour I did hear. And um, so I just, if I if I have time, everybody, <laughs> don't get mad. Nobody's mad at you. You listen when it works for you. Um, so first, I just, like, I've got an ABCD list. I'm going to try to get through it fast. I don't, don't want to go over the minute thing. I'm so sorry that ever came up. But um, first I want to say... Um, I, I uh, gave you a shout-out, live shout-out, because I when I texted you, I had no idea. You know, that morning, by the time I talked to you, I felt bad, and I Snapchat you about wishing you the best and everything, and then I did it verbally live with Brian when he was filling in. Um, I appreciate because that. Because I think, words are, you know, it's, it's like getting a card in the mail. It's like, wow, you know what I mean? Hearing words of getting a card or a letter is, is to me, phenomenal. And um, so now I know it's being held back. I didn't catch when to when is that you're doing it? Uh, it'll be, it's going to be tomorrow, uh, Friday. 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 Okay. So tomorrow, right. tomorrow I have to go home and, and get ready for it. You know, when you're, when you're going to have surgery, yeah. they, they right. make you. You know, <laughs> got to clean everything yeah. out. So I'll be home. That's right. You've and then, then I don't know what time on Friday they'll let me know tomorrow. But at some point on Friday, I'll go in and, and it should be quick. It's, it doesn't take very long to have it done. And then, um, you know, I no, could be back brother, as soon as next week. My stepbrother had it done. Um, they took a piece out and it's never come back. And cancer is in his family big time. He, I mean, he even had melanoma in his face. They removed that. His parents, both parents died from melanoma, believe it or not. Um, and yeah, so they got his out and he's, he's great. You know what I mean? His issues now are just other issues, but, um, wow, robotics, that's cool. Uh, he didn't have that done like that. Um, so first I want to just get that out of the way. Um, and second, I want to say, I, so I felt so bad. Um, I finished listening to Mondays um, early this morning. I got up about four and um, I tried to listen to it last night. And so I, was, I knew I was going to fall asleep. So this morning I finished listening to it. I feel so bad for Lamone. Sister Scatty, Lamone, if you're listening, um, Brother Lamone. I don't know how I became Sister Scatty, but Brother Lamone. <laughs> listen, why are you paying $5 for a phone call? You need to get the T-Mobile. Um, I, I paid $53.13. That's tax included. That's a senior citizen's rate. Unlimited talk, text, and data. And when they say unlimited, they mean it. I use about 100 to 150 data gigabytes every month. I get, I get a warning saying, oh, you've used 50. Sure. And, and, and he has he has an unlimited plan, too. I don't know what he's talking about with this $5. He claims he has to pay $5 to unblock his caller ID or something. His caller ID shows up every time he calls. So I don't know what right. he's talking about. Right. No. Well, if he's got that, right. Because I was saying, I mean, even singular, 
I mean, singular now, they charge, you know, they do charge money. If he's using that singular plan, I feel bad for him. Well, I mean, we're, we're short on time. Let's we, we okay. let's not worry about uh, Lamone's so anyway, cell phone plan. Right. So I feel bad about that. I don't want him to feel bad about that. And then um, the other thing I wanted to say, geez, I just, yeah. Um, oh, so the, with the bridge, I was thinking... Um, Finest kind. They're going to start a series off of the movie, and they use that bridge. I bet you call out to Hollywood to him when they can't film in New Bedford. That bridge is a big deal. That that was the ending of the movie, the whole thing, right? Well, the, the series isn't really a guarantee. It's just something that they've had very minor discussions about. And right. even He's so, looking. you don't you don't need the bridge for that. Well, I was thinking if he was thinking about continuing the, with their lives. Um, Hollywood, you know, they got huge, huge sets. They might want some of that. You never know. I was just saying where to, how to get rid of it. I, um, I still think the best way to pay for that bridge is to sell off pieces to everybody that would want a piece of it. And some yeah. some people will want to keep it and, you know, <laughs> display it in their homes. Other people want to take it out back and beat it with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, you said that yesterday. I heard you were on um, yeah Barry show. It all depends on your feelings about having to sit there and wait. I'd I'd be one of those baseball bat people, probably. <laughs> you know what? That's well, that's a riot. And also, it, when when that is being worked on, also like um, my my you know mom adopted mommy, um, Aldrin Court's nursing home. You could always take that road, Aldrin Court. Mm -hmm. You get right into Fairhaven. To me, that's always that's always the way I go into Fairhaven. It's so quick and fast. Yeah, Cut absolutely. Tarkin Hill Road, boom. Get to that four-way little stop sign, which I always think, I I look at it as a three-way stop sign because I always forget about the left side. And um, yeah, you just boom, go down there, make absolutely. a left, and you're on Alden Street. We do, right yeah. We and and people will discover, you know, during the time that they're constructing that bridge, we will find that people are going to discover other ways to get around it. It's still going to be convenient for people to use when it's there, but it's not going to be the end of the world when it's not there. I'm, I'm just going to hold you there because I got some other calls that are yeah, lined no, up. And I just want to say thank you. And, um, you know, uh, well, that's all. I'm just glad you're on the radio, honey. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you are there listening. <laughs> okay, bye You take care. And uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? Not bad. How you doing? I'm all right. Good, good. So I, I had to bring this up. I actually read something the other day uh, that our illustrious uh, governor is going to start paying for or propose to pay for uh, reduced tuition for the illegal immigrants that are here. I saw that on like only only in Boston, I think, on X Twitter. I don't know if you've heard about that. No, but reduced tuition at state schools? Not reduced. Um, it, it would be like financial aid, direct financial aid. <clears throat> Not reducing it like the, you know, you have an in-state versus out-of-state tuition. Mm -hmm. This is direct financial uh, financial help to the illegal immigrants. So th that's something that I actually read on only in Boston, which is um, it's an account on uh on twitter so so that got my blood boiling a little bit i was like seriously like to me the long-term plan on this is unfortunately to reduce costs uh re reduce your wages on the low end of the scale 
You know what I'm saying? So you have a lot of like low end laborers, unskilled unskilled labor in this country. We have a massive amount of wage inflation. We've had massive amount of wage inflation on the low end for a better part of three years now since pretty much COVID. So with COVID, you'd had an increase in wages on the low end of the scale at about 3%, and they want to increase your labor supply in order to stifle that that inflation to, you know, kind of stop overall inflation or what they call headline inflation from going up. So you're going to increase your, your labor supply with these illegal immigrants, give them the work permits, and now you're going to educate them. So now they're going to actually have a, a higher education uh, get coming into the workforce, and they're going to drive wages down further and further and further and get rid of the wage inflation, uh, which has been one of the most insistent uh, things in our, in our CPI month over month. Well, I'm taking a look here at the press release from um, Governor Healy's office. And so what she is proposing is that it would be um, that uh, undocumented students who are currently enrolled in Massachusetts would be allowed to apply yeah. for need-based financial aid for the first time. So they'd be able to fill out the MAFSA form. And so that's yep. so it's, it's really just getting them access to the same financial aid that uh, that any other college student would have. That's that's what they're looking to right. do. Right, but they're not they're supposed to be here. They're illegally here. So my tax dollars. So in this entire conversation, well, it, it, it doesn't say that, that they're in, illegally in entire, here. It just says they're undocumented. Right, they're illegally here. They're refugees. They're they're the quote unquote refugees that that they're pushing through rather than staying in Mexico. Um, well, they could be undocumented because the they is, could have come with their parents and then enrolled in college. They're, they're still illegally here. You, you don't want them to get a college education and then become a citizen and contribute can, to the they, country? No, they they can they can absolutely do that, but you have to do it the opposite way. Become become legally here, then I have no problem. Get the visa, become legally here, then you can get the... If they're in college, they probably the didn't education. have that choice. They probably came with their parents. They were probably brought here. That's that's a very small amount of people. They, they they didn't say that. They the the press release and this this plan didn't say specifically DACA people, right? They're not not the dreamers. This is all undocumented, right? There there, there was no specification between the two in the, in the press release. So my my whole point is this: is you're going to give money, my tax dollars are going to go toward an illegal immigrant's financial aid. Meanwhile, in the same press uh, press conference, she was talking about budget cuts. So she's going to lay off, potentially lay off American citizens in state government and potentially town government because you're going to have a reduction in, in local local aid. All the meanwhile, you found money to give to an illegal immigrant to lower their, their tuition costs. Does that make sense? Well, it. You're going to potentially lay off a, a police officer or a firefighter or a janitor at a school. Meanwhile, you're going to give more money to an illegal immigrant. Well, where does this money come from? It comes from the taxpayers. But it, where, does the, where does the money that funds those who apply from the MAFSA come from? Does it come from Massachusetts taxpayers or does it come from the federal government? I'm, I'm sure it's a hybrid of both. 
So here's a situation where you have the opportunity for, you know, people say, well, these undocumented immigrants are coming here and they're taking away the jobs. Well, they're taking, they're coming here and working jobs that nobody else wants to work. But in this particular no, case, that's not true. in this particular that's case, true, they're coming here. It is true. Yep. It is true. No, it's, it's not true because I see a lot of illegal, illegal immigrants on the top of roofs, right? Doing construction work, doing masonry work, uh, doing roofing jobs. They're not just, they're not just picking fruit. They're literally putting up sheetrock. They're literally plastering. They're literally doing the things that Americans do. The and, 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 labor. and these people Where? who are coming here and trying to get a college education are trying to go beyond that and do something that will allow them then to right. become productive citizens of the country and be able to go right. through the process and have the money to go through the process. And also to work the jobs where you can't get away with just hiring somebody out of the parking lot of a Home Depot to come and be a day laborer. So you're right. looking at a situation here where you're actually getting people that will be better integrated into the system and all you're doing for that is having this little bit of an investment. Rather than saying we're going to take care of them for the rest of their lives illegally, you have this opportunity to, to, to give them an education and have them make something of themselves of themselves to be able to do this sure. the right way. Would you be okay if they were well, willing I, to give them this? If 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 uh, if if, if um, citizenship became part of the deal, if they were legally here. Yes, well, well, if they are legally here. No. What if what are, if they, citizenship they be, was down they, the line? <clears throat> no, they need to be legally here first. Right. Get a visa. You don't have to be a citizen. I don't even say you're going to be a citizen. You just have to be an a legal immigrant. Someone who comes here, like my grandfather, like many other grandfathers and great-grandfathers did, they come here, they're still a legal citizen, they were able to obtain a college education and, and reduce tuition um, and, and financial aid as a legal immigrant. I have no problem with that. It's the illegal part, Tim. All right. Because well, we need, as a, as a country, we need, to, we need to ensure our borders to the point where we know who's in here and who's out. I don't care where you come from. Just come here legally, and, and, and I have no problem helping you become a better citizen or become a better legal immigrant. You can just be a permanent resident. I'll, I have no problem giving you financial aid that way. It's just the illegal part. That's All right. the problem. I'll just hold you there because i got to take the break, but thank you for the call. Right, you have a good day. Have a good one, bud. Take care. And uh, we can talk more about that, but I am behind. i got to take two breaks here in the last 10 minutes. We'll be back in just a few moments. Another quick call here before we have to go to our next break. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, am I on? You are. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, I was just listening to um, the last caller that came in before commercials. Mm -hmm. I know um, how you were saying um, the illegals, the, the, the aliens are taking jobs that nobody wants. Right. Um, I understand what you're saying, but I also understand what the other guy was saying. Right. Because I'm actually going through it right now. There's plenty of work that needs to be done. The problem is these bosses, the, the, the owners, don't want to pay us Americans, you know, the citizens. They don't want to pay us $20, $30, $40 an hour when they can pay the, uh, the aliens, um, you know, 15 or even less. You know, you can drive anywhere uh, around the city, uh, almost anywhere in the country. You'll see all the immigrants working on the roofs. You know, that, that's $25,000, $35,000 job for an American company because, you know, there's all kinds of overhead and insurance and liabilities and whatnot. Now, these uh, illegals, they come in, they don't have any of that. They undercut us. They go do a roof for five, six, you know, ten grand, if that. And uh, the ones that are here doing everything right are getting shafted, you know. So don't ever think there's work that Americans don't want to do because... We'll do it. 
it's the owners don't want to pay us. That's the problem. That's why they're letting all these people in. You well, the, I mean? the, the thing about college education is that, you know, you're th assuming that, that I would assume that they're going for jobs and that aren't those jobs, that they're going for actual employment, which would, you know, in a lot of cases require them to have some kind of uh, some kind of um, immigration status. Oh I, got, oh, I got no problem with them getting an education, especially if they came over here as children. You know what I mean? Children are innocent. You know what I mean? They don't control what the adults that are supposed to take care of them uh, do and don't do. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. totally different. Those people have been Americanized, you know what I mean? For all intents and purposes, the dreamers, they might as well be citizens. We're not sending them back, you know? Um, I don't want to send them back. The problem is, is we're letting too many people in. That's the problem. We can't take all these people, you know? I hate to say, you know, we should take care of ourselves first. I, I you know, I, I don't want to believe, you know, the hype on the right. But, um, you know, something's got to give. Because right now, how it's going, it's not working. You know what I mean? And well, I think I, I think everybody that. agrees with that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So something needs to get done. Hey, and um, by the way, good show. And uh, there's a lot of stuff I do agree with you with. But this one here with the aliens, with the the, the undocumented people, nah, I'm uh, I, I I I can't fly. I, it, it's just it doesn't the the math ain't massive. That you know. There you but go. I gotta go. No. Have a good one, man. You as well. And I gotta go to work. Take care. Have a good day. And uh, I do have to take my final break of the hour. We'll be right back. Um.